1: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden,
2: Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang in the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The Battle of the lake is real people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history still in the making? Oh Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV.
3: Welcome to Ram Stock Radio. This is Assistant Managing Editor, Norm Hightower, along with Managing Editor, Derek Ciapala. And today we have a special guest, Jess Root from CardsWire, USA Today's CardsWire. And we're excited to bring him on board to talk a little bit about some Cardinals-Rams football. Before we go talk to Jess, I want to have Derek make a little announcement for us.
1: For those folks who've been following the Rams Talk for a long time, it's been kind of an uphill battle for our company. We're all workers here at this company. We we write. We have full-time jobs. And it's taken some time for us to really make our move. Well, guess what? That's what we're doing now. Over the past year and change, we've been slowly developing our podcasts. We've been kind of doing the best we can to become better at at our jobs. And now you can find us on SoundCloud. Look up Rams Talk Radio. Get to our page. Please subscribe to us. You can leave comments on the podcast there. You can... You can go back to older podcasts. You can see, you know, how far back we've gone. And then, hey, if you're on iTunes, it's even better. Go to iTunes. You can take a look at our podcast on the iTunes store. Please leave us a review. You can subscribe. We really, really appreciate your reviews. Hey, you know, the more five-star reviews, the better for us. Our goal is to be the best Rams podcast out there. Help us be that. We'll take feedback where we can get it. Again
3: on soundcloud and on itunes
1: you can find
2: us there look us up please
3: hey jess welcome to the podcast happy to have you on board how's things going
2: doing great thanks for having me on i appreciate it
3: you bet so we're just going to ask you a couple questions about your cardinals and what you think about our rams and then talk about uh you know key matchups and predictions and things like that afterwards that work works for me After the game last week between the Cardinals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how concerned are you about the Cardinals' defense and closing out late in the game?
2: You know, it it depends for me. It depends on the health of Patrick Peterson. They gave up 27 of the 33 points after he left the game with a quad injury. If he's out there, it really shuffles things around and makes things better. But part of it, I think, was simply the fact that they had a big lead and so they, and teams do that, and we saw it across the league last week. Teams with with significant leads let the teams go back into it. So it's not a big concern, but it's, it's a mild concern. But last year, and the beginning of this year, late in games has kind of been an issue overall. But if I if I'm pointing to the Tampa Bay game specifically, I'm not nearly as concerned because Ryan Fitzpatrick for one. Is is great for lack of a better term than garbage time touchdowns, garbage time yards. He did it against the Cardinals, I think, in 2013. It's a mild concern, but if Patrick Peterson's out in the field, I'm not going. I'm not going to worry too much about it because he really sort of eliminates one side of the field. Well, here's the thing:
1: Peterson may be out. Okay, I mean, or maybe questionable. He may be out there in the field, but he's not going to be 100. percent That's your big dog right now, and he's hurt, so. You know, you have, for the Rams, Cooper Cup, Yeah, any Sidney Watkins. You have Robert Woods, who's actually, to me, played very well. And then you have your two tight ends, Gerald Everett, a Tyler Higby. You have Gurley come in the backfield, table on Austin. There's a, there are a lot of weapons here. It's not just on Peterson alone. And that's what will concern me if I were a Cardinals fan is this is not the same Rams in the past. Even if Peterson's healthy, you still have... Robert Woods and Cooper Cup able to perform. Now, to me, the real question for the Rams in this game is, will somebody step up and be the man if Watkins doesn't show up to be the man? And it's been inconsistent all year. We have somebody stepping up every game, every week for something, but nobody being the big dog. No one has taking the lead in the passing game consistently. And that's if that happens on Sunday, the Rams win this game.
3: If Peterson isn't 100%, That makes me real happy as a Rams fan because that's just going to open up the door for us. But where I'm concerned about with the Cardinals is, you know, the addition of Adrian Peterson bringing him on board. You know, you went from having a running game to not having a running game due to an injury and then back to having a premier running game again with Adrian Peterson involved. And we've given up a big run just about every game. So I expect Peterson to get his 100 yards because we've been giving up that every game. But can we contain him and keep him out of the end zone? And can we put enough pressure on Carson Palmer to make him have to throw the ball in a hurry? And if we can do that, I see that as a good matchup for us. But the the concern for me is definitely Peterson out of the backfield. If he can run it all day long against us, that's going to take a lot of pressure off of Carson Palmer. What should the Rams be looking out for with the Cardinals? What uh, What do you guys bring to the table that we need to be worried about as Rams fans?
2: Well, I think first and foremost, what you gotta, it's the new wrinkle is the fact that the running game appears to be back to what the expectation was at the start of the year. With David Johnson there, it, that was supposed to be the, the offense. Bruzerians joke that if it, it was, we were either gonna hand it off to David, throw it to David, or fake it to David. It was kinda, it's kinda gonna be the entire thing. You lose that, you lost a big chunk of offense, and they, didn't get anything out of the running game. They got hurt on the offensive line. The offensive line's healthy. Now they add Adrian Peterson. The running game suddenly is there. Uh, so if you're kind of looking for what they bring to the table, it looks like they bring a good offense back. They bring a balanced offense. And that I think first and foremost in what could be what they didn't have for the first five weeks. They have a potent running game and a big-time running back. And then with that, uh, they also bring a an ageless receiver who continues to pile up numbers beyond numbers.
1: Well, I agree, I agree, especially on Peterson, and, and it just seems like any time the Rams play against Peterson, Peterson tears on guard. I just I just remember that 2012 Kings game in St. Louis, and and just oh my gosh, 200 yards, and I don't even think I can't remember exactly, but I think he had that 200 yards before the end of the third quarter. And that's not what we want to see. You want him contained at the line. You want to see movement at the line. We saw that in the second through fourth quarter of the Jaguars game. And I'm sorry, as as much as Adrian Peterson is still a great back, I don't want to consider him any better than than Fournette is. So if they can get to him, just a question of pursuing and getting to him, I think the Rams will be fine. And Lear Fitzgerald has caused problems to the Rams so many times over the years. And... To me, I'm a little paranoid when I see him on the field against the Rams. I also, I, I agree that this this offense that, that the Cardinals are bringing right now, very dangerous, you know, balance so on and so forth. But it's still so, still something isn't right about them to me. Even with that Tampa Bay game where they're where they're up, you know, big and they nearly blow it to a backup quarterback, a really really iffy backup quarterback and Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, I just you know. I think there are some serious concerns about the Cardinals this year in the fact that even though they've improved offensively, they they're just still to me inconsistent overall.
3: I think when you look at Larry Fitzgerald, I think you're looking at you know somewhat what Cooper Cup's going to be in the future, and I'm certainly not saying he's going to be that good or a Hall of Famer because it's too early to say that. But you know I think the counter the Rams have on offense to a Larry Fitzgerald is a Cooper Cup, a receiver that's a possession guy that runs really good routes and does everything he's expected to do. You know, granted he's a rookie, but, you know, I think that's what you're going to see out of Cooper Cup. I wonder how things are going to go with this offense. It hasn't been gelling for a while. Now all of a sudden it's starting to gel a little bit, and they come in and they face Wade Phillips' new defensive scheme on the Rams. So, you know, can Wade Phillips dial it up early enough to not let him get a lead like that, you know, like they've been giving up every week? It seems like the first three or four offensive series, the other team has been pounding on us until Wade Phillips figures out what's going on and then stops it. So, you know, yeah, I think they bring a good offense to the table, but is it enough? That would be where I would go with it. Carson Palmer struggled early on, and he seems to be kind of coming back into form. Do you think getting the running game back is what is helping him out there?
2: It, well, first, the, the one last week, absolutely. He actually, in terms of how he's looked since about the second half of week two, he's looked good. Yeah. He's been hit a whole bunch, and he's performed far better under pressure than he has in years past throughout his entire career. And, and so you point to Carson Paul and you look at him, he's playing well. He's just not elevating the rest of the team because when you're, when you have Carson Palmer throwing the ball 40 times and no running game and then the defense is given points, it just, it just isn't enough. But he's been playing at a pretty high level the last three or four games and add that now he doesn't have to throw it 40, 45, 50 times a game and, and he's back to what potentially we, we saw from him. I'm not even say he's going to be 2015 numbers because that's just, those are crazy. But if you look at the, how he played in his six games in 2014, he was very efficient and careful with the football. And we've seen more of that outside of basically the first game of the season.
3: Carson Palmer went 18 for 22, 283 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception against the Buccaneers. And you add in Adrian Peterson rushing the ball 26 times for 134 yards and two touchdowns, that's certainly got to help having your offense work like that.
1: Well, what I really want to see is how Carson Palmer matches up with this, you know, this modified three-four that Wade Phillips runs. Having Michael Brockers in the middle, you you have Aaron Donald there next to you. That really changes things in that three-four. I want to see how he adjusts that. Traditionally, like I mentioned before, he struggles against a good pass rush, and he struggled against the Rams' pass rush in the past. But that was under a four-three. So I'm really, really interested in seeing what this Rams defense does against him. Again, I think they really, really need to go after it quickly, get in this phase, do whatever it really takes just to, to knock him a few times and, and make a man's in the pocket.
3: How do you guys think you'll match up defensively against us?
2: Defensively, is it like the, the Cardinals' defense against the Rams' offense or the, vice versa?
3: No, the Cardinals' defense against the Rams' offense.
2: That's where my biggest concern is, um, is the secondary uh, the Cardinals are getting great play from Patrick Peterson. They're getting okay play from Justin Bethel. Tyron Matthew is a shell of himself. As, as he hasn't aside from his interception in overtime in week 2, he hasn't gotten his hand on a single pass all year. Zero passes broken up. Um, and so what what concerns me more than anything are the are the matchups outside is because the receiver talent has been significantly upgraded for for Los Angeles. He've got You got Sammy Watkins to worry about. You got Robert Woods to worry about. Tavon Austin's still there. You got Cooper Cup. It's just a matter of if the Cardinals aren't getting consistent pressure on Jared Goff, and and they're doing an okay job. They're not doing great. Chandler Jones is playing at a phenomenal level. Uh, They're getting some inside pressure, but if they don't do that, if they're not able to get Goff off of his, you know. Off of his spot, then down the field's gonna be, gonna be different, because I don't, I don't know. Well, if, if you look at the, the, the receiving cores that, that, the Cardinals have faced, perhaps when you're looking at, in terms of talent, Philadelphia's was, was right there, and they completely tore apart the Cardinals defense. And so that's my concern, is, is, Pierce is gonna take away one guy, are they gonna be able to limit the other guys, um, behind him? Is, are they gonna be able to match with Cooper Cup, or are these, If they run routes underneath in the middle of the field, are they going to, is that going to move them down the field consistently? And more than anything, on third down, will they stop them?
1: But, you know, again, Peterson's hurt, you know, so to even count on him to take away one guy, well, we don't even know. And the Rams have shown this year that they're able to, even with their lead receiver, which would be Watkins, not doing his best, not getting his best, not having his best down on the field, they've shown they're able to produce with other players. And so I agree, actually, that there's major pressure on the rest of the secondary, but I wouldn't even count... Peterson in as a full takeaway on, you know, say Watkins. I think you're dead on, though. You know, the real issue is getting pressure on Goff. Goff's numbers drop dramatically when he's on the run, when he's under pressure. He's still a young quarterback. He's going to make young quarterback mistakes, and that's where, that's, that's where the key is for the Cardinals. But for the Rams, I really like what McVeigh does. When one thing doesn't work, he finds another way. Against Jacksonville, the passing game wasn't working against that secondary. He got, you know, he got Todd Gurley involved. Nothing major, nothing big. He just kind of drained the clock out. McVay's learning. The Rams are adjusting well on the fly to some situations, and I think, you know, that's where the Cardinals really, really are behind the eight ball here. Is the Rams actually have a lot of options? If those options show up on Sunday, I think the Rams win this game, and it might not even be close. But who knows? They're still inconsistent right now.
3: I think where that's going to really matter is if they can get Todd Gurley involved in the game. You know, if they can get him running the ball consistently for four or five yards and really putting pressure on those inside linebackers and the and the defensive line, then that's really going to put a lot of pressure on the secondary. And with Peterson being hurt, I think that's going to make a big difference. And then on top of that, you guys have been getting burned a lot with the dink and dunk passes to the running backs and the, and the tight ends. And, you know, if the running game's working, then Todd Gurley's probably going to turn out to be Pretty important in our passing game, and if we can get that working, I think the Cardinals secondary is going to be in big trouble.
1: To follow the Cardinals, I would be really looking at being aggressive, early in the game, trying to get out ahead, force the Rams more into a one-dimensional game plan. Uh, if they can do that, then you might minimize some of the you know some of what the Rams want to do, which is a mix and match of, of the run and pass. We've seen this season what happens when the Rams go one-dimensional. So, if I, were, if I were the Cardinals, that's what I would be really, really aggressive early and try and get a lead on this team. All right, hey, just real quick, what we want to give a shout out to our sponsors over at the Golden Ram Barbershop. You'll find them at 13755 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, 92683. They Their hours are open, usually 8 to 6. You might find them 8 to 5. Phone call, make an appointment. Please, these guys know their job. Sam Martinez over there, Rams fan forever. He actually opened the Golden Ram Barbershop the day the Rams left. Kept it open for his fans, uh, for the fans of the team. The, the entire shop is decorated Rams memorabilia. Come in there and talk about the Rams. Uh, have, get a great haircut. 714-894-7267. Make an appointment, please. Promo code RAMSTALK. Again, the promo code is RAMSTALK at 714-894-7267. That's the Golden Ram Barber Shop. Oh, by the way, folks, if you're you're looking to follow Jess Root and Cards hard, you can get him on Twitter at Senor Root, S-E-N-O-R-R-O-O-T, Senor Root. You can see the Spanish teacher teacher in him.
3: Well, the the Cardinals are certainly used to playing the Rams, uh, being in the same division, and, you know, for the most part, they've been pretty close games. How do you think your offensive line will match up against our different defensive scheme that we have going on with Wade Phillips as our defensive coordinator?
2: It, the scheme I'm not necessarily so much worried about. And, and, and as good and as talented as, as the Rams have been defensively, because they've always been that way, it's it's not something that I'm overly concerned about, especially with a healthy offensive line. You know, left Jared Vildio, right tackle, has been inconsistent But DJ Humphreys has really played quite well. Uh, the interior of the line is going to hold up okay. So it's going to be a matter of just how disruptive Aaron Donald is going to be. Um, he's going to line up primarily up against Earl Watford, who's at right guard now. Uh, he started a few games last year. He's been in the system. And so I think they'll handle, I think they'll match up okay. Do I, do I anticipate? the sort of domination up front like the Cardinals got against Tampa Bay? Certainly not. But Earl Wofford more than held his own against Gerald McCoy. And so I think he can – he's not going to dominate. He's not gonna, I don't think anyone dare uh, dominate Aaron Donald or Michael Brockers. But they, they won't be overwhelmed.
1: Jess, one thing I'm really wondering, too, about is where are the, where are these Cardinals? You know, they come this year, they struggle a little bit. They had their struggles last year. They made some mistakes. Um, lots of just weird things happening. Where are they now, and where are they going in the next couple of years?
2: Where they are right now, well, if if last week is anything to read into, I think they're back in the mix in the NFC. They're definitely in the mix of the NFC West, and I think they're in the mix in a, in a jumbled NFC, which is for now about as good as you can hope for. Um, with what they've had to overcome over the last over the first few weeks of the season, uh, in the future, I'll tell you it's it's completely up in the air because there's so much uncertainty. They have so many veteran players on their team, and, and not just veteran players, but critical members. You got Larry Fitzgerald and, and Carson Palmer, whose future after this year we don't know. I mean, they might retire. David Johnson's going to be coming back from from an injury. He's a, a solid. They they have a lot of uncertainty at receiver moving forward. They have they have some. Good talent on some good, solid talent on defense. But moving forward, depending on how the quarterback situation plays out, at minimum they should be a mediocre to you know one of those teams that's in the mix for a playoff spot. Ideally, it's kind of how it goes. Kind of like last year. Last year was kind of a was bad because of special teams. But if they keep their core defensive players and can Figure out what's going on at quarterback. I don't think they're going to ever. They shouldn't be in a position to fall off and be awful. They should be maybe contending for a playoff spot in years to come, with the potential to be much better if they get if they get a, a quarterback who can do what Carson Palmer's done of moving forward, or even better, uh, you know, someone with the potential of like you guys have for Jared Goff. Well,
1: the reason I asked that question is just. The, the, the makeup of the Cardinals roster is starting to hit, you know, some of the core people, you know, Carson Palmer, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, those guys are on their way out. And so now to refresh that talent pool uh, and, and get people healthy long-term, younger people in there, that's what I'm wondering about this team. I mean, what's, what's the status of Palmer for next year? What's the status of Fitzgerald for next year? So on and so forth.
2: If Fitz is under contract through this year, uh, he's not addressing. He doesn't. I mean, he doesn't know what his future going to be. I think this is probably his last year, but I'm not absolutely certain. Palmer is technically under contract for another year, so I, I would not be surprised if he comes back. But the way he was getting hit and sacked the first five weeks of the season made me think there's no way he could come back physically. I don't think he's going to come back. But it, you look at the, the. They've got some good talent across the room. So they got David Johnson in the backfield, young, talented. They've got um there's some question at receiver, they've got they've got their left tackle in DJ Humphreys, they've got some young talents on the defensive line in Robert Kandichi and Olsen Pierre and Xavier Williams and Rodney Gunter, they've got Dalen Buchanan and Hassan Reddick at linebacker, they've got Chandler Jones locked up on the outside, Marcus Goldman comes back, he's also young. You got Patrick Peterson, um and then outside of that, which you know, they've got solid pieces across the board. And so that that's where, moving forward, they've got pieces in place as long as they put the right guys around them and get the right quarterback to either guide them for a couple more years until they draft one or they get their young quarterback of the future.
1: Jess, over the years, special teams has played a major, major role in Rams-Cardinals games. Going back to 2011, 2012, Patrick Peterson leaves
2: nightmares in my brain.
1: Where do you see special teams playing a role in this game?
2: Uh, first and foremost, you have to look at the kicking game. Um, which kicker make you know? Will one of them miss when when they need their team to make it? Zerline's been you know reliable for a lot of years. Dawson had some struggles early on. I'm not particularly worried about him, but it, I think he's made for these moments. The return game, Cardinals, the punt return game in, in punt coverage to get up some long ones. I don't expect Cardinals aren't going to do anything in terms of the return. They are terrible on punt returns, a terrible on the kick return. So. I don't anticipate that being a factor at all. It's a matter of can they keep the can they manage to keep the Rams from busting one back on the punt returns? The kickoff returns, there
3: I'm not too
2: worried about that because Dawson can kick them out the back of the end zone. If, they, if that's what the plan is.
3: Last week, special teams made a huge difference in our win. If it hadn't have been for our special teams play, we wouldn't we wouldn't have came away uh, as good as we did. So I anticipate special teams being a big part of this game. And I would be concerned if we can not muff a punt, which has been a problem for us, and we can actually field it cleanly with some room. Uh, I think the Rams can put quite a few yards on the Cardinals in that case. And, you know, Farrah Cooper's proven now that he can, he can break away if there's an opening. So I think it might come down to special teams making a difference again. And if it, if it's gonna be that, then I would certainly take the Rams in that case. Uh, between that and turnovers, I think that's where the game's gonna, kind of tell the story well let's talk about the game and and where you think this is going to go as far as you know where do you think the cardinals are going to do well against us where do you think we're going to do well against you and and what do you see the game going like in london
0: i
2: actually see this game being more offensively minded i think it'll start a little slowly I, i anticipate that it'll start off a little sleepy um but then kind of pick up the pace and I anticipate uh, immediately, with the Cardinals running game back, I think they'll start moving the ball and ultimately be able to put up points, but I don't know how well the Cardinals will be able to stop the Rams. So I see this going back and forth until late in the game when someone makes a mistake or someone makes a play. Uh, A perfect scenario, or a typical Cardinals scenario is this, and this has been kind of their blueprint for wins over the last couple, three years. They start early, build a lead, give up the lead almost, or fall behind, and then make plays late. When the Cardinals start well, they play well, especially late. They're a very good front-running team, and they play with swagger, even if they let the team back in it. And if they fall behind early, they're not nearly so good. I'm anticipating them to to keep things close early. And, again, it will go back and forth. I, I expect something between both teams scoring in the, the low to mid-20s or even mid to high 20s or even both. I'm um, hitting the low 30s as well, and I think I picked. I think I, I think I've kind of convinced myself that the Cardinals will come away with a 34-30 win. Well, I,
1: I see it similar to how you guys see. It. I see it as being back and forth. Um, mentioned special teams to me. My big fear, and this is this is the paranoid Rams follower coming out here. To me, when I hear special teams to the Rams right now, I cringe. I cringe because you just never know what's going to happen a fumble, a muff. It always seems to happen in the game against the Cardinals or another divisional rival. And for that that's not what I want to see. That that feeling's there. I feel like it's gonna happen. And so that's my concern. My concern isn't that we're gonna have a positive play in this special teams game. It's gonna be a negative. Still, you know, I like I have a good feel about this game. I like how the Rams prepared. I like how they stayed in Florida, um, got used to time change slowly kind of made this adjustment. It's refreshing to see how they, how they handled it compared to other teams have handled it. And I, what I think is going to happen is I think, for once, the fans in London are actually going to get a good game. They rarely get a good game in these London games. They usually are horrible. So, you know, I think the Rams win. I'm going to take a 24-20. Um, and I think I might be underselling the offense there. 24-20, close one.
3: Yeah, I think it's going to be close too. It, it seems to be it's either a blowout game or it's always close. It's one of those two with the Cardinals. I think it'll go back and forth. I think if the Rams can contain Peterson in the beginning and not let him get one of those long runs, we're looking at a we're looking at a good game. If they allow Peterson to walk all over him, it's going to be tough and it's going to force us to throw the football, and that's where my concern would be. But I see it being close too. And I think it'll come down to uh, a couple of field goals towards the end of the game. Uh, Rams controlling the football, driving the field, and uh, kicking a couple field goals at the end to put them up 27-21. That's my prediction. Well, Jess, we want to thank you for coming on board with us and, and talking some cards, Rams, football. Um, we wish your team the best of luck, and, and, but not that much luck. And uh, we hope you'll join us again in December, so we appreciate you coming on board, and you have a great day, and, and thanks again.
0: All
2: right, we'll talk to you guys hopefully in a couple of months. Awesome. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history, relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League
3: podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manure, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No, You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he
2: said, oh, well, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the
0: squad was asleep.
2: <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your
1: podcasts.